Hey, and welcome to Too Much. I'm Jess. And I'm Mandy. As ethical vegan women, the word extreme is often used to describe us. And honestly, sometimes it feels overwhelming to care so much about so many different things. So we created this show to talk about anything and everything we want, from veganism and other world issues, to feminism and all the controversial topics in between. This is a space for us to be exactly who we are, which for most is probably too much. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 16, correct? Yes. <laughs> um, today is a very different episode. We actually got this idea from a listener, Georgia. If, if Georgia's listening, thanks, Georgia. Thanks. If you don't follow Georgia, go follow Georgia. She's a vegan chick who's into fitness and cars, and she's super hot. Cool. So thank you for this, Georgia. But... Um, we're doing 22 questions today. I have selected 11 questions <laughs> to ask Jess. She I'm doesn't scared. know what I'm going to ask. <laughs> and Jess has selected 11 questions to ask me that I don't know mm-hmm. what she's asked. I am also scared. Uh, I just thought this would be a fun way for the listeners to get to know us better. And I just think this... This just sounds like fun. I think yeah. I think people should do this whether or not they have a podcast. I, know. I was going through, I googled like good questions, and I was I saved a bunch because Kevin and I are going on a road trip, so oh, like an eight-hour road trip, fun. and I was like, we should just ask each other yeah. questions the whole time. I think it'll be fun. I love doing those. I made Ty do the um, it's like thirty-six questions that lead to love or something like that. I was like, you. Thank you. I was like, yeah, do these with me. He's like, okay. Every girlfriend in the world yeah. when that article came I, like, out placed his head on the pillow. I was like, okay, we're gonna have an intimate. We're getting intimate. Yeah. Who should go first? Do you want to go first because it was your idea? (laughs) Okay, sure. Jessica, question number one. What is your biggest pet peeve? (laughs) Oh my god. I, there's so many things in the world that annoy me, so I don't really know. (laughs) I I know, I was like, asking either of, of us this is... Okay, well, yes, I'd have to say misogyny is a good one, <laughs> especially internalized when people oh, are like, way worse I'm not like other girls. Oh, way worse woman than a man. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think one of my biggest pet peeves ever is when people make you feel bad about yourself. I cannot stand when people um, say things in a way where even if they're your friend, they say it in, like, a light, funny way, but it's actually really condescending or mean, or, like, they belittle you. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I really, (laughs) I think I went into it in the How Not to Give a Fuck episode. Yeah, Yeah, it's just the way they say it, it's the tone. It's like, oh, you like that? Or, like, that's weird. Or that's cute. Yeah, mm, (laughs) mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about anything, like, little and small? Like, like mm, my little oh. and small thing, I know you, I know it, you didn't ask me this. When I used to live in this apartment with my mom and my sister, we had hardwood floors in the living room. 
and my sister would always drop the remote oh, on the floor. Any like sudden loud noise. Yes. Or when you're like walking down the street and a fucking motorcycle yes. or some loud car comes by, it it enrages me. Yeah, it actually hurts me <laughs> physically. Like I feel pain. And like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I'm getting old, but. Well, that, too. Ty um, makes smoothies every single day when he gets home from work. And our blender is, it's not, like, Mandy has some kind of nice, what do you have? You have... I have a Vitamix. Yeah, you have a Vitamix. We haven't entered the Vitamix, yeah, chat yet. (laughs) We haven't invested. So we just have this shitty, old, ancient blender, and it just goes, and he's, like, trying to make (laughs) smoothie bowls, and it takes, like, ten minutes, and it... I'm assuming from years of going to concerts without earplugs, my ears are just, like, so screwed up now, Uh. which makes me sound cool, but it's actually terrible because I'm half deaf and I never hear when people say things to me. (laughs) Okay, my first question is, I thought we'd start Mm. off with a banger. How often do you cry? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, when you sent me that one, I was like, I knew that one would hit. (laughs) Honestly, if not every day, maybe every, like, three days, I definitely cry a couple times. Really? (laughs) And it's never, like, that's the thing. It's not a big deal for me. I've always been an extremely emotional person. Yeah. I promise you, you could watch any movie with me. And I would cry happy tears or sad tears. Yeah. Yes. If I listen, I cannot listen to sad music because even if I can't relate to it, it makes me so upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any sad movies. I never saw Marley and Me because oh I knew my. it would like stick with me for the rest of my life yep. because I knew, I knew, you know, dog movie, the dog always fucking dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I know my emotional capacity cannot handle that. I went to see Beautiful Boy in oh, theaters God. with Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet, and people probably thought I was having a mental <laughs> breakdown. I, I'm not kidding when I say I was hysterical. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not I didn't know this. So... <laughs> Well, honestly, anything with Steve Carell makes me want to cry. Literally, any, that man. Even The Office. The Office makes me want to cry. <laughs> Get Smart, we just watched, and I wanted to cry because his freaking face, he's just so sweet and so freaking funny. He's kind of hot now. He's yeah. kind of like a silver fox. He was low-key <laughs> hot back then, and yeah. I, but like a goofy hot. Steve, hit Steve, me Steve, I love, he was my absolute favorite. Um, Marley and me killed me. Um, I have never recovered. It's dogs and grandpas for me, like cute old grandpas yes. with the little mustaches, because they remind me of anything mine. with older people. Yeah, mm-hmm. like my papa. It just makes me think of my papa, and I just want to like, like right now, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> when I saw Up, and I was like, whoa, they really fucking did us. Yeah, like that. they did us dirty. <laughs> Holy, didn't even like understand. I I remember uh, when I was in my Avril Lavigne stage, she has that song, When You're Gone, and the music video has, like, a bunch of different couples, like, missing each other, and one couple is, like, an old couple, and I saw that when I was, like, I don't know, 13, and I, like, (laughs) I could not handle it. I was watching YouTube and bawling my eyes Does one of them die? 
I don't know. Oh. I don't remember. I think I blocked it out because I was traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> Deep childhood trauma. Bridge to Terabithia <gasps> sent me into a literal... I'm not even kidding you. I was... How old were we? 10, 11? Yeah. And that act- I'm not kidding you when I said I was depressed for like two oh weeks Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, I probably cry... There was a time when I was younger... And then here's a hot take on internalized misogyny. I <laughs> prided myself on the fact that I never cried when I was younger. I just didn't, like, mm. when I was a teenager. And now I cry all the time. I think it's healthy to cry. You, you complete your stress cycle response. Question two for Jessica. Oh my God. What is your proudest accomplishment? <laughs> oh, I thought there was more. <laughs> No, that's okay. it. I, re- I really want to say that um, getting the larger brand deals that I have with my photography, being able to stay at Pacific Sands in Tofino, and we stayed at this boutique inn in Venice um, for eight nights, and it was the most incredible thing I've ever gotten to do, and we just stayed in this insanely beautiful historic building, and she has it all the owner and they're the managers and interior designer and she just got featured in architectural digest so she's the real deal wow that's so sick yeah. i thought you'd say that yeah. <laughs> i every time you talk about it i'm like that's so cool <laughs> thanks what is yours uh mm, i don't know it's hard i think you know, when I think of 12-year-old me who is so shy and I just never, ever, ever, ever imagined my life to turn out this way. Not that I'm, like, have a million followers mm-hmm. and stuff, but I just never expected to be somebody who influences people's opinions and has people, strangers at the grocery store tell me I inspire them. Oh, my gosh. So, and I mean, like, yeah, like I say, I don't have a lot of followers. It's just freaking chillillac. Yeah. But if 12-year-old me was told that, I'd be like, are you kidding? Are you serious right now? Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. Never, ever imagined I'd have a podcast. Never imagined I'd do baked goods and be the only vegan vendor in chillillac. Yeah. And, you know, they say, like a thousand or even a hundred followers who are super loyal and super um engaged with you is so much more valuable than a million followers who aren't engaged with you like your followers are really into it they are i always get full question boxes and and people messaging me all the time like i i just never expected that people would ever take my opinion or want my opinion or listen to me and that's just really cool to think about and and this whole thing has helped me gain confidence to pursue more things like a podcast um is there something that your followers would be shocked to know about you that's really hard when you sent me that one too i could not think of anything I mean, well, it's like you don't want to tell anyone things that they don't know, <laughs> probably. Well, and also, I think I'm a pretty open book. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty... I always share my opinions, and I always, I do tend to share what's going on in my life, too. But I used to be really into art in high school. Like, when I was a kid, I thought I was going to be an artist, and in my grad year, I did drawing and painting and ceramics. 
I did creative writing. I played guitar and sang at my school's talent show thing. So maybe that's something people don't know. I'm very, like, artsy, but maybe that goes without saying, too. Because, I I don't know, that's kind of been transformed into baking. Like, I Mm -hmm. even won the senior senior art award in high school yeah i thought i was gonna do some art form and i guess this is kind of the same thing i'm just finding new ways to express myself all the time yeah what about you um what would people be shocked to know about me i think that you listen when i when i met you what shocked me is that you're into like pop punk oh yeah okay that one's i always (laughs) like that one well i still love it now but when i was a teenager I really loved like heavy metal and like <laughs> hardcore metalcore, hard rock and pop punk and all that stuff. And I've been to uh, Warp Tour three times, and I've been to like I you know I don't want to be that person that's like I've been to like so many concerts, but I've been, <laughs> I've been to like a crazy amount of concerts in Van and Seattle and. Um, yeah, so that was a really good, a lot of years from 17 to 20-ish, and, and Ty and I still go to concerts. We've been to metal concerts together, um, obviously not right now because of COVID, but, and it's kind of trickled off, you know, I'm getting older, my ears are getting worse, and I don't like standing in nasty, stinky, hot crowds <laughs> like yeah. I used to. But I've gotten yeah. I've gotten kicked in the face twice um, by people oh, crowd surfing. God. So I used to be a little bit more hardcore than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's just really strong. I mean, then yeah, I mean, once I heard about like the the people you hung out with and stuff, yeah. I just knew that they were all like into that scene, and I was like, okay, it makes a little more yeah. sense now. But you're just <laughs> this like cute little blonde girl. Yeah. I was like, damn, Jeff likes hardcore music (laughs) i would drive to my work when i worked as a server at bridal falls uh little restaurant up there and i would just be blasting like of mice and men which the first album which is super hard and i'd just be like like tiny 17 with my little work ponytail just like (laughs) "Ah!" and i'm just like (laughs) (laughs) see that's harder than me i looked emo but i only listened to like the softest mm. pop punk shit like ne- never shout never isn't even pop punk and They're like, like manning parade <laughs> yeah. and sleeping with sirens and pierce the i've seen all three of those in concert oh yeah <laughs> that's fucking sick <laughs> it's at the point where if you name a band i've probably seen them not really but like there's a good chance wow 2012 me is fangirling <laughs> Question three for Jessica. What is your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure. You always make those brownies. Yes. I literally, we always have brownies or chocolate cake in the house that I make and pancakes. Like I make pancakes every day, every single day because I like them. Mm. (laughs) What's your guilty pleasure besides Big Brother? (laughs) That was gonna be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big Brother. Everyone thinks it's so trashy, but I love, I that love stuff. it. 
And it's honestly, everyone like rolls their eyes and their eyes glaze over and they stop listening to me when I go on this rant. But it's actually a meaningful show. Yeah. Because the (laughs) whole concept is that they take 16 random people and they find different people who don't normally mesh together Mm. and they put them in a house and they don't have any contact with the outside world for like three months and they just see what happens so i think we see like a huge reflection of society every season yeah so i think you know you learn a lot of lessons and you get favorites and then you get obsessed and start watching all the live feeds like (laughs) me (laughs) but yes big brother Big Brother U.S., Big Brother Canada, definitely my guilty pleasure. <laughs> it's like an experiment. It's like a human social experiment. Exactly. That's why I love it. Okay, well, that's a good one. I like, I, Ty and I in um, quarantine started watching really trashy reality, too, and we made our way <laughs> through, we did Love is Blind, and we did The Circle, and we did Selling Sunset, and that is by far our favorite. Selling Sunset is... I started it, and I couldn't get into oh, it. Oh, really? Hey? I love did it. Did you watch the first season? All of them, yep. Okay. It's really... Yeah, I can't get into it. It's, like, hard to witness sometimes. It's so dramatic and cringy, and the girls are so <laughs> aggressive, but it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, maybe that's why I X'd out right away. I was like, these women scare me. Yeah, they're like <laughs> just turbo women who are just so cutthroat. Yes. Okay, this one is is a saucy one. Have you ever questioned your sexuality? Um no. <laughs> no, I haven't. I no question mark. I mean I'm definitely No, like, I always, I identify as straight, but I definitely find women attractive. Mm -hmm. I'd probably kiss women. This this makes me sound so straight and vanilla. Like, I've I've never been with a girl, and I don't, obviously, I don't plan on being in a relationship with one Mm -hmm. because I'm with Kevin, and I just don't, I mean, from my perspective, I've only been with a man, and one man, and I just... I don't know. I, I'm aware that I'm attracted to girls. I don't know if I would have sex with girls. I don't know if I'd be in a relationship with girls. But, so I'm sh- I'm straight, but I'm not 100% straight. Yeah. And I hope that doesn't feed into that horrible, bad rep that, that bi's get, you know, bi women are mm-hmm. always, like, sexualized, kind of, for liking women and... Lots of people think bi women only like women for men's attention. Like, I hope that doesn't play into it when I say things like no, that. But I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. What about you? I think... Are you straight? Y- you know, yeah. we never actually discussed this. I know. I, I thought you were going to drop something on me. I was like, wait, are you like... Do you, I give you gay vibes? <laughs> <laughs> you gave me straight vibes until you started talking and I was like oh she could be playing for both teams <laughs> um but that's very binary of me um everything's yeah a spectrum. I think we're all exactly I don't think anyone's 100% straight no honestly. except my boyfriend absolutely just um asserts that he is he's like there's no one straighter than me I'm like yes honey <laughs> that every man good old toxic masculinity yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I have because I... You've questioned mm-hmm. it? 
because I vividly remember being younger and becoming aware that I was attracted to women and it was like oh this is something to be ashamed of like this is bad this is weird like this is not right Um, yeah because I it was taught that not not by my family or anything but by society that it was something to be ashamed of oh yeah so no I'm pretty straight um but I'm the same as you like I'm definitely attracted to women I and I so I find them really hot but I don't think I would actually want to do anything with a woman and I I don't think I'm romantically interested in women I just find them attractive yeah I say I'm in the same boat but I also wonder if that's like internalized homophobia maybe I think so I think we've all been brainwashed Exactly. So maybe I would. You know, the more I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, why the fuck? I know. <laughs> why wouldn't I try it? You know, it's just another human. Like, exactly. Yeah. No, I think we've been completely repressed and shaped into little boxes. And I think if society didn't do any of this, we'd all just be doing whatever with whoever. There wouldn't be exactly. All, oh, I'm, I'm this and I'm that. Like, why do you have to label freaking everything? Yeah, I feel like I read a thread not too long ago saying like you know way 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 back in time this was like the norm or in certain cultures this is a norm it's just a norm to like love whoever the fuck you want to love man woman doesn't matter just whoever it ends up being yeah um what is the craziest thing that's ever happened to you we talked about this when we were camping (laughs) and i didn't have one Uh, honestly unless i'm really repressing something there's nothing that sticks out in my head that's crazy. I've gotten in a fight at a club. I guess that's kind of crazy. <laughs> Maybe I should say that one. <laughs> like with a girl or a guy? With a girl. Um, I was... I got into a fight in Vancouver in a nightclub um, because my girlfriend's... Uh, my girlfriend was having her bachelorette party. And it was me and a bunch of Christian girls in a nightclub in Vancouver. And they're all, we're all dancing, we're all having a good time in a big circle, and, and this um, big, really big, tall, broad girl fell. And she was so drunk, she fell on her own, but she thought that one of our friends had pushed her because oh. she was so drunk and, like, belligerent. So this huge girl got up and was, like, ready to hurt our friend. And our friend, <gasps> and she was tiny, like, five foot nothing. And mm-hmm. I'm five foot five. So I stood in, God, I, so I got in between them and was like, don't touch my friend. And mm-hmm. this girl, like, grabbed onto my arm and we just did this, like, back and forth, like, wrestle like the girliest thing ever just like like grabbed each other's arms like our nails are digging in and like i'm gonna get some kind of disease like what's under your fingernails tonight man um and so everyone like separated us and the security guards did nothing they're probably just laughing because we're two women So then we're, like, back to dancing, and, like, I'm keeping my eye out, and I see her from across the club, and she locks eyes with me. She is, like, drunk as hell. Locks eyes with me, and comes around the circle like a frickin' vulture, and comes and grabs me again. So we do this, like, back and forth, wrestling around thing again. (laughs) 
And so finally, uh, my girlfriend's older sister, who's like in her 30s, she like grabs me and everyone grabbed me away. And that was the end. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I've ever gotten in a fight. No. I don't think I have. (laughs) Do you want to tell your story with your craziest thing? Because that's crazy. Okay, anyone who's listening who's heard this story is rolling their eyes right now because they've probably heard it like five times, but it's that crazy that I have to tell it. It's so good. Um, <laughs> in 20, I don't know, I was 20 years old, 2015, I think. No, 2016. Uh, me and my sister went to Bali for almost two months, and it was amazing. We had a great time we made so many good friends saw so many amazing sights um and on the last night we were staying in this place called Seminyak, and they had this amazing vegan restaurant there i don't remember what it's called but we went there almost every day for that week that we were in that town because it was so good and so for our last night there we we're like oh we're gonna go to the amazing vegan restaurant we're gonna get you know, appies and dinner and dessert and, and the works. And we did, and it was amazing and delicious. And on our last day there, like, it's a, it's a tropical place, obviously. So it's hot out, but when we left the restaurant, it was torrential raining. It's still hot out, but it was raining, like, pouring. Um, and, like, you would be outside for five seconds, and you would be soaked. Hmm. And so we were walking back to our hostel after we went to go get dinner and we were trying to be quick about it because it was pouring rain and you couldn't really see. And so I'm like running in front of my sister, dodging all these puddles on the road. And in Bali, like there's no, there's no lines on the road. Nobody drives, there's no rules for driving. So everyone drives crazy (laughs) And, um, so you want to get home so you don't get, like, fucking hit by a car or a scooter. And it's a developing country, um, obviously. So I'm, like, dodging all these puddles on the road, trying to run and dodge all these puddles. I'm wearing, like, shorts and a tank top and flip-flops. And me and my sister are both soaking wet. Um, and I go to jump on what looks like a slab of gray concrete. So I go to jump full force onto this, what I thought was a slab of gray concrete. It was not a slab of gray concrete. It was a hole filled with light gray water. Um, so as I go to jump, (laughs) as I go to jump on this puddle, I just, I mean, on this, what I thought was concrete, I just start sinking into the ground. Not sinking. I just don't, like, I jumped full force into this hole, pretty much. Um, And I'm, like, in such shock. I'm fully clothed. This water was light gray. I have no idea why it was light gray. Oh, my God. As soon as I jump in, like, I was up to my shoulders. Only my head was out. And this hole was, like, the size of me. Like, I fit in this hole perfectly. It was terrifying. That's insane. And so, as soon as I'm in, I jump out. Because I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> it's still torrentially raining. 
<clears throat> there's people, like, it's a busy street. There's people walking by everywhere looking at me like, what the fuck just happened? My sister, like, thought I disappeared in the thin air because oh she looked. Gosh. And another second, I was, like, crawling out of the ground. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, the fucking grunge or something. <laughs> Probably looked like it with and... all that gray water on you. <laughs> <laughs> and I get out, and yes, this, I like I said, I don't know what was in that water but there were these like white chunks all over me (laughs) and i i injured my knee really bad when i fell in like my knee scraped against the side of the hole so now i had this huge gash on my knee um and it's our last night and i have my credit card and my phone in my pocket my phone is all the pictures from the past two months of our trip on my phone so i don't even have time to process i'm just running back to our hostel at this point because I want to save my phone, um, and I'm running in the middle of the street, and there's, like, scooters scooting past me, and, and it's pouring rain, my clothes are soaked, I have white chunks all over me, (laughs) there's, my knee is, there's blood streaming down my my leg, and I am starting to cry, because I'm like, what the fuck just happened, that was so scary, (laughs) I get to the hostel and I throw my phone in a bowl of rice and then I just run to the shower at the hostel and like just start bawling my eyes oh out. Oh my god. Because I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <clears throat> and my sister finally came back to the hostel and she was like, she thought it was kind of funny. She thought I just fell or something. She didn't realize like how traumatizing it yeah. was. And she saw I was like bawling my eyes out and she went to get me new clothes. I completely threw out those clothes. I did not try to save them yeah. because like I said, don't know what they were covered in. Uh, I had to call my bank that day because, or the next day because I threw out my credit card oh. because my credit card was in those pants. Um, and yeah and then i had to take a whole flight i remember crying because i was like oh i'm i'm not a kid anymore like my knee is gashed open and bleeding and i have to take care of this myself and it was so painful um so i took the flight home with a pussy bloody knee 12 hour flight and got home had to like get antibiotics because it was so infected oh my god (laughs) And I remember texting Kevin all about it when, right after it happened. And he thought I was describing a dream that I had. Like, he didn't believe that it actually happened Oh, my gosh. And then, yeah. And so now every time it's, like, dark out and I can't see the ground, I'm always so scared I'm going to fall in a oh, hole. <laughs> that's insane. That's the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. There's a few things up there, but that's the craziest probably. Yeah. Besides Big Brother, what is something so mainstream or quotations basic that people might make fun of you for liking? Oh my gosh, so much. This is a good question. But I would say that my favorite band is Coldplay. I feel like... Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. (laughs) Oh my god. It's kind of... It's... I used to think... I was like... I've listened to this band since I was like 12. I love them. I have every single one of their albums. I can sing every single one of their songs. Like, not just the hits. Every single song. Hmm. I've seen them twice in concert. I paid an insane amount to be... Um, on the floor at their last concert, last time they were in Vancouver, and it was amazing. Wow. Um, but I feel like people just don't like them because 
they sing all those emotional songs that everybody knows. But I'm like, yeah. that is why we love them, people. Yeah. Fix you, clocks, yellow. Those are classics. <laughs> those are good songs. <laughs> They're always, like, made fun of in movies and stuff, too. Yeah. So that's always something I'm, like, scared to tell people. <laughs> classics. Yeah. What about you? Um, I feel like there's a ton of stuff that's basic <laughs> that I like. Um, I like basic outfits. Like, I like the white girl, like, mom jeans, tiny white top, and white shoes. I like that. Um, I like my lattes. I like trashy oh, yeah, reality shows. Spice lattes. Yeah. Yeah. I like a good <laughs> matcha latte. I, yeah, I don't know. I love Disney. Like, all this stuff that people are like, oh my god, I love <laughs> it. And they think it's so niche, but, like, everyone loves Disney. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, those are my, mine. Yeah, we should be able to embrace basicness. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. No. If it gives us joy. <laughs> it's not basic, you're just a misogynist. <laughs> yes. Okay, here's a saucy one oh, for you. no! <laughs> you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Don't be embarrassed. Do not feel pressured, okay? Okay, okay. Because I can, I can easily come up with another oh God, one. But Andy. is the suspense killing yes! you? <laughs> it's going to be like, what's your what's favorite your, color? What is your favorite sex position? <laughs> okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't like capitalism, so if anyone doesn't want to hire me for this, I don't want to work for you anyway. <laughs> y- you know you have to answer, too. Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> She's like got like the Kuma, the, what's it called? The Kuma Satra or something? <laughs> that was not the right word. Kuma, Kuma, Kama, Kama Sutra. The Kama what Sutra. Is that? It's like a, it's like a older, oh gosh, I, this is terrible. It's a, a really ancient like Chinese book on sex positions. And oh, it's just like full I didn't of, know that. yeah, I'll get you it for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> I like when he's behind me and I'm laying down. Not like That's a good not one. like doggy, but like and then you like squeeze your legs together really tight. <laughs> yeah. Mine was similar to that. Oh. I also enjoy it from behind, but let me paint the scene for you. <laughs> That's going to be our next post. You- I enjoy it from behind. <laughs> You're on the couch. Ooh, yes. And but you're not laying down on the couch. You're like up against the back of the couch. Okay. So me or woman or woman identifying person is up against the back of the couch. He comes from behind, enters your vagina. <laughs> and not only that, you know, he's going at it. He can reach his arm around. He can do a little. He can do a little. Yeah. They can't can't see me. You know, a little (laughs) choke here and there. A little (laughs) little hand around the neck action. A light squeeze. (laughs) Arm around the neck. Mm. Um, And get your vibrator. vibrator Ooh, damn. And then it's like, dude, it happens so fast. Wow. (laughs) I love that for you. That's my personal favorite. Nice one. I do actually, the couch is a good spot. It's Yeah, we it almost always do it there. Really? Yes. Well, that's something I, I like didn't know better. about you. 
<laughs> Should have shared that earlier. Yeah. Ooh, another good one is when he's like sitting on the couch and then you're on top of him. Yeah, um, I that I was gonna say from behind or when I'm on top is my favorite. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of women disagree because that's when you're very your body is very exposed. Yes. But it just feels way better when it when you're in control. Okay, well, mine is a little bit deep going from that. (laughs) Um, Do you believe that there's a reason for everything? I do believe that, but I never remember to believe that. Okay, that's interesting. (laughs) Like, whenever whenever I'm going through hardships, I'm never thinking, oh, it's fine, this was meant to be, something good is going to come out of this. I'd like to think like that all the time, but when I'm in the midst of it, I'm just, like, being sad and angry and feeling like life is unfair. But, uh, I would say, yes, I think life's supposed to go however it's supposed to go. I think we Mm. do have control in in certain, you know, of course we can choose which paths we want to take and whatnot, but I think at the same time, that's what's supposed to happen all along, you know? Yeah. What, What do you think? Well, the way you said it is interesting, like, life is supposed to go the way it's supposed to go. I think I believe in that versus that there is a reason behind everything because that infers that there's some sort of higher power. And I don't know Mm. if I believe that, that there's someone, like, calling the shots. And I don't always believe that there's control. But I do like to believe that we aren't just here for absolutely zero reason. Mm -hmm. But I haven't really explored spirituality So it's neat to think that there might be some sort of greater force out there. But for me, that's not like, it's not like there's a god or a person or anything. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'd say it's a little bit of both for me. I think, like I said, things are supposed to happen the way they're supposed to happen. But I think even when we make those choices, like that's, that's why we made that choice. Right. Do you know what I mean? And I think... Like, people, at least for me, spirituality, it's not even necessarily about, like, God or even the universe. Because in my head, the universe is kind of just me. And it talks, Mm, you know, mm -hmm. manifesting and stuff. It's talking about shifting your mindset and changing your mindset into a positive Mm -hmm. one. And then good things will follow. And I think it is very much a science and thinking, you know, if you change your mindset, you're just going to have a better outlook. Yes. You're going to look at even the shitty things that happen to you and you're not going to take them as badly because you're already in a better mindset. And then so that just gives you the motivation and the power kind of to uh, approach things differently or go after things that you want mm-hmm. because you already have that mindset built up it's not like magic and it happens just like that it's kind of a practice that you have to work on yeah i also think like the natural consequence of things i think that we tend to that if something came of something else that we favor i think we really like to to hold on to that and be like this happened for a reason but then all the other times that things don't happen in our favor we we forget or we don't include those Mm -hmm. there will always be a natural consequence to every single thing like that's how life happens something happens and then Mm -hmm. domino so i think that 
I definitely agree with manifesting in the sense that if you have the means and the ability to change your mindset and change your thinking and and get into a more positive space and you're like a more privileged person that you will be definitely attracting better things Mm. but I also think like there's so many times in our life in our lives where things don't go the way that we want but then eventually after years or or weeks or years or what have you something will happen Mm-hmm. So I think that And you too. think, oh, that's that's why that didn't work out. Yeah. So this could work out. Yeah, yeah. Question six. What makes you angry? Mm, not feeling understood. Mm, that's a good one. When, like, Ty and I are arguing, if he, like, actually cannot understand my point of view or my side, it just, like, this deep kind of sadness of, like, I feel alone, like... This just got really mm-hmm. deep, but I was just thinking <laughs> I was just thinking about this. It's like, oh my gosh, nobody really understands me or how I'm thinking this and I feel like I'm coming across as like crazy or unreasonable because he doesn't actually he can't like conceptualize what I'm getting at. So yeah. that is it yeah. for me. I'm like if people don't understand me, I'm like, ah, it's a little bit of a trigger thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd have to say I'm similar, except I don't, I don't know if that makes, I don't really get angry very often. I'm very mellow, Mm -hmm. but I would say that kind of thing makes me more sad than angry. I do get really pissed off when people in my, people I'm close to question my choices. Yes. That just, I mean, maybe they're trying to look out for me. But it just makes me feel like they don't trust me or they don't, yeah, they don't trust me or they don't have faith in me or they don't think I'm someone who would make a rational decision. hmm Yeah. And I also hate it when people keep things from me. Mm. Not that, I mean, uh, this isn't like shade at Kevin or anything. He doesn't really do anything like that. But just based on things that have happened in my past with my family and stuff, I lots of things were kept from me as a kid. So when it happens mm-hmm. now, I'm just like, I'm an adult now. I know, I don't know everything, yeah. but I am aware of, like, the pain in the world. And if you need to break some bad news to me, just fucking do it. Yeah. It just make, it makes me so mad because, yeah, like, what? why are you keeping this from me? I think it does more harm when things are kept from me because people don't want to make me sad or angry or upset yeah it's like i just way rather you be honest with me let's get it out of the way because when you let it fester then the outcome is just going to be even worse yeah i guess i just hate being underestimated it's the biggest thing Mm -hmm. i guess that those two things are kind of connected Mm -hmm. that's a good way to put it um oh this one is also saucy (laughs) um (laughs) Would you actually consider starting an OnlyFans? And what would be the extent of the content that you would post if you did? (laughs) (laughs) Um, at this point in life, no, because I have a stable job. Yeah. And I, I think people don't realize how much work, it's work. Yeah. Like, it's real work and it's time consuming. Um... So, not at this point in life, but if, I don't know, if I randomly got fired, I think I might consider it. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, type of content? I'd go full nude. Is that what you're yeah, asking? Is that, or, yeah. Is that what you do? Yeah. I do <laughs> videos. I do the work. Oh, my baby. God. I don't half-ass anything. <laughs> what about you? Um, I have considered it, but I just did not... Oh, it's just such a, a, a concept. I could make a whole episode about this. Um, you know, we talk about women being able to profit off of their own exploitation, and I think that's bomb. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to me doing it, there's something inside of me that just feels icky, and I think I just don't... I just do not want to give parts of myself to people like that who consume yeah. content like that. Yeah, I just I just don't know if I want people like that to see me and if that's how I want to make my money because I would have to spend a lot of time entertaining people like that and I'm not very good at being performative. Mm-hmm. So I just don't... I'm not good at that either. No, I would just dis- detest them the whole time doing it instead of, I think... Like, some people, like, love it. They're, like, love humiliating them and love making money off of them. But I, yeah. I feel like I know too much and I would just be angry and I would just be in a toxic environment for me. <laughs> that is a good point. I didn't think about that. I, what, my main concern is what family would think. Yes. And I'd be really scared of, like, who subscribe. If they're strangers, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But if it was, like... People from high school or family. Yeah. No, thank y'all. Yeah. But, I mean, kudos. And I'd also be really scared for my safety, honestly. Yeah, that's a completely... I'd be scared of, like, people threatening me or stalking me or whatever. And so many girls I know who do sex work get their... People will find their Instagrams and just screenshot all their pictures and make their separate instagrams and then profit off of their photos like strangers will do that or people they know oh my god that's just so shitty i don't know anyone who does sex work i would love to know a person who does sex work (laughs) pretty sweet um who's on your celebrity sex list this was a fun one we did in tofino too yeah um Hello everyone, this is Editing Jess, here to tell you that I completely blanked when Mandy asked me who was on my celebrity list, and my answer is (laughs) uh, Brad Pitt from Troy. That is it, that is my person, he is my number one, and I completely forgot about him when I was under pressure. And we're recording, so Brad Pitt from Troy. That, yes. Sam Claflin, I love him. He was Finnick in the Hunger Games, and he's been in a lot of other <laughs> When movies. you said that in Tofino, I was like, honestly, I'm not surprised at all. You seem like a Finnick girl. <laughs> I am a Finnick girl. <laughs> he's perfect. I love him. Um, Were you Team Edward or Team Jacob? You, I was Team Edward for so long, and then I kind of switched, and then I was just kind of over both of them because I realized how <laughs> toxic that whole movie was. Dude, I was Team Edward too. Yeah, I had like I carved <laughs> his name into my pencils in school and stuff. It was weird. 
<laughs> Sam Coughlin. I love. Um, oh, who else do I think is really hot? The Superman. Um, oh, Henry Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Kevin loves him. Oh, I have. Oh, um, Jeffrey Star's ex boyfriend's brother. <laughs> I love him. Um, what's his name? Zach. That's hilarious. Um, Megan Fox. There's some insanely hot women on TikTok, and I don't know what their names are. But, like, I would die for them. My number one is Harry Styles. Yes, you're so predictable. (laughs) Coldplay and Harry. (laughs) And Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, he's pretty cute. We love androgynous boys. Yes. And... John Krasinski, oh. a.k.a. Jim from The Office. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're rewatching it right now. The Quiet and Every place? time I watch him, I'm like, Ooh. Oh, my. Yes. I would. Oh, if there's this movie where he's, like, super ripped and, oh, my God. It should be illegal. And I really think Donald Glover is super hot. Oh, yeah. We were... We were going to go for the community boys together, and you were going to get Donald Glover, and I was going to go for Joel McHale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, females. Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Zoe Deschanel. Mm. Quirky. Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Yep. And Zendaya. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Euphoric. This is actually, we were just talking about all of this stuff today, um, which I didn't plan, but why have you and Kevin stayed in Chilliwack? Because we like it here. That's a good answer. <laughs> it's simply. And we're, we, you know, both of our families live in Chilliwack, um, which we just like being close to them. We are adventurous. We like to travel and we like to go on road trips and we... But we also like to stay home and make good food and do nothing. And I feel like we get the yeah. best of both worlds when we live in Chilliwack. And it's cheap and there's things to do around here. And if there's not things to do around here, then we just go travel. Yeah. So that's, that's why. One. And I, I was saying this to you earlier too. I honestly, because of the whole vegan business thing, people always tell me I should go to the markets in Vancouver and stuff. But there's way too much competition out there. And I feel like... There's honestly more opportunity out here for people who think like you and me because nobody thinks like you and me out here because it's a conservative town. So, I mean, people do. There is, like, there are people who are looking for things like this. Just nobody's taking that step. Like, there's still no Mm -hmm. vegan places to eat out here and whatnot. So, obviously, that's my biggest dream down the road. And I don't really doubt that it would fail because there is no competition and by doing the markets I already know that there is a market for it like people are wanting it it's just nobody's nobody's taking the step because it's Chilliwack nobody takes risks out here so why do you and Ty live in Victoria (laughs) (laughs) um well we're currently having our crises about where we want to live and if we want to stay um but we stay we have stayed because i love this city so much i it's just perfect um it's the perfect size there's so much to do but you can walk from one end of downtown to the other in 15 minutes 
we're right by the ocean and they're like the cutest neighborhoods on the planet and you can go four different directions and end up in four different completely different areas like some places we walk and it looks like we're in LA and then other places we walk and it looks like we're in Portland and it's just really special and and different in every different little cluster of neighborhoods and and we love walking and especially with COVID it's all we've been doing is just going on little walks together and you know there's a lot of opportunity here but for what I want to do with furthering this podcast and also photography, there's also a lot of opportunity for that in other places, so we're thinking about things right now. Who is your hero? Oh, wow. I tried not to give you questions that I couldn't think of the answer to. Oh, that's But smart. honestly, I can't really I can't really think of an answer for this one. For yourself? So far. Yeah. I feel like there's so many people who are probably my heroes but I don't know yet like um people who because I haven't done enough reading on like um capitalism and and feminism and all that so I think when I do more I'll find one I don't really know if I have a hero but I have like inspirations for sure I have a couple answers I think one is like the other I don't want to keep promoting other podcasts on our podcast I don't know, I've just found so many amazing things have come from me listening to these podcasts that I've discovered. I love Higher Priestess. They're two really progressive, forward-thinking, badass women, and Bobo and Flex are two also really insanely progressive, just the critical thinking queens. So I, I think them, I'm going to say them because they've really taught me a lot. And I would really like to get to that level of knowledge and critical thinking because that's what I'm striving for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also my therapist, shout out Elizabeth, because she's... I lucked out and I found the most screw the patriarchy, bad bitch therapist. Her hair is a different color every time I see her. She goes Mm -hmm. from like bright pink to bright fluorescent green she is so cool um she has like all these tattoos and dresses in the cutest clothes and she's like will swear with me and talks about like smashing the patriarchy with me and she's like the honestly the best therapist i could have ever found on the whole planet like amazing so how old is she she's really young too she has like um like a doctorate in psychology and she's probably barely 30 wow that's crazy yeah she's really cool probably late 20s or mid 20s yeah i love her that's a good one too i would say i look up to my therapist as well it's quite inspiring i mean that's easy to say too because their job is to kind of like validate your feelings (laughs) i always thought it was very It probably takes a lot of work to have compassion for people and try to help people figure out their problems. Yeah. Um, But I think my hero at the moment is AOC. Yeah, I was thinking about her too. (laughs) Yeah, she... I'm kind of obsessed with her right now. She's... um, But she's just amazing. Every video I see of her, 
Yeah, she's a strong when lady. Holy. She's so well-spoken, and she's so unwavering when she speaks. She's in a room full of white men, and they're all just looking at their papers and walking by and not paying attention to her, and she's, like, screaming about how we need to focus on, like, helping the environment and defunding the police and... Yeah. Oh man, AOC for president. Honestly, could you? And she just did a, she did one of those Vogue get ready with me. Oh I was like, fuck yeah! Fuck when do awesome. we see a political figure do a Vogue get ready with me? Yeah. And she's so cool. Just because she's in politics doesn't mean she's not relatable and funny. And I think we need way more men and women like her in politics because yeah. She's just fucking real. She's not a scam artist. And she's just relatable. Yeah. Actually I has compassion her. for human beings and wants to exactly. make things right. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. And she, yeah, she doesn't let anybody walk all over her. It's amazing. My next one is, what is a movie that you thought about for days or weeks after leaving the theater besides Bridge to Terabithia? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's so hard. I know. I think Beautiful Boy takes the cake. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yep. I loved it. It's so sad. Yeah. And it's so good. They just portrayed it all so well. So that probably stayed with me for a long time. Or even I saw Black Klansman in theaters. And that was really good, too, with... Yeah, I don't know where you can watch it, but it's really good. And it was just... The movie, the storyline was really good, but it was also very visually pleasing. Any movie that has kind of a very artsy vibe Mm -hmm. to it, it took place in the 70s, so there's all this cool music, and so that's, that's a big one, too. What about you? The one that popped into my head was, like, the last few that we've seen before COVID, we saw Joker, which stuck with me. That was a good one. And it was a really good movie. And um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood stuck with me, too. Just It was just so interesting. That was good, too. Uh, mm-hmm. There was just so much. And, uh, you know, all the, the bits about... There's so many references to things that actually happened. And it was really disturbing. And, and so all that stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the last two. Um, one other one that stuck with me was this figure skating one with Margot Robbie. Um, oh, yeah. I, Tanya. I, Tanya. That was an awesome movie and also really disturbing and kind of distressing, but really good. Aww, question nine. What would you change about yourself, physically or mentally, emotionally? Okay, I have one. And this is going to go against everything that I've ever told you guys on the podcast. <laughs> I would change my chin because I don't like it. <laughs> In my, like, mm-hmm. jaw. My jaw and my chin. I also have a weird, like, jaw and mouth teeth situation. I had a lot of dental work when I was a kid. And I had braces. Oh. I just had super bad teeth. I kind of, like, have this tiny, tiny, almost like a tiny lisp or something that like you can pick up on um so there's something I have going one too. on yeah um so i would change my mouth a little bit um i mean the lisp is fine like i'll keep it but if i could have like a little bit less of a huge draw on a tiny face that'd be cool 
Um, we all have insecurities. Yeah. What about you? Physically, my boobs are too small. Uh, me too. <laughs> or, well, they're getting bigger now, so I'm kind of, like, starting to be okay with them. Um, or my hair. I've always had fine hair. Like, it's genetic. It runs in my family. But I really wish. I'd just love to have full, mm. voluminous, wavy hair. Yeah. Um, that would probably be the main thing for sure. That's probably my my biggest insecurity. Or my giant forehead, but that's why I have bangs <laughs> covering too, them up. Sister. So. <laughs> your hair is like a look now though like everything about you is iconic because you're <laughs> i know i can't get rid of the no <laughs> some people like identify me no how will people find you in superstore they won't <laughs> walk past you they'll think i'm you exactly <laughs> who or what was your sexual awakening as a child could be a tv character a real one or animated like a cartoon or a singer, or a movie scene, or something that got you going when you were a kid, and you're like, why do I feel tingly? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, I never thought about this. Mine was Lady Gaga music videos. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. I'm sure there's a lot more if we go back, like the princes from you know, the princess movies, like the princes in the princess movies, or like TJ Detweiler or someone, but. (laughs) Oh my god, that episode of Recess, actually, with TJ and Spinelli when they kiss. And I, but that's the thing, I don't know if that was like, oh, I just want romance, Mm. or. No, I think, no, I've definitely always, that's been like, my love language is touch. Mm. So. I think I've always, even when I was a kid, it's like I was excited to fall in love and get married and have kids. But what I was most excited for was to, like, make out with boys. Yeah! <laughs> so, so I that was probably, like, the first thing that made me feel like, whoa. In terms of, like, anything super sexual, I remember accidentally coming across porn on Tumblr and being like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And being, like, I remember being, like, scared and feeling like I shouldn't watch it, but then also feeling like, yeah, why can't I stop watching it? I know, me too. Like, the gifts, the, like, sexy black and white. Yeah, totally. That's That's exactly it. (laughs) What is your biggest fear? One of my biggest fears ever is, like, getting into a car accident with Ty or Ty getting into one. And and also, you know, myself getting into one, too. But, I like, Ty getting into one just... Or my family. Like, that's unthinkable. Yeah, just thinking of being without them is scary. Yeah. You know, it's normal, obviously, for parents to die before their children. But having your parents taken away from you in a in a sudden way or something like like I yeah that's my biggest fear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's scary and yeah, I think that's scary for everyone too mine okay attention listeners if you have tripophobia stop listening what is that do you know what that is what is it called tripophobia Tripe. no I don't know what that is what I fear I have this I can't even say it. Really? It makes me feel physically ill. It's a real phobia for you? I hate even talking about it sometimes. I had a friend who knew about it, and when she was mad, mad at me, <gasps> she would send me photos of it, and 
then it like like even talking about it now okay that's evil. so i'm not even explaining what it is it's the fear of like i'm not gonna look it up i'm not gonna look up the definition because i know pictures will come up it's a fear of like little holes or bumps anything that you look at and makes you feel kind of queasy like when you see like the bubbles in a coffee cup or it's not so bumps but mostly holes that gross me out so if i see like like i was scrolling instagram and i saw this guy made (laughs) deep fried macaroni bites this is the crazy and he, he had thing. cut it he had cut it open in half oh so you could see so then the i could inside. just see the end of all the holes all clustered together it's like clusters of holes fucking Weird. It, it not only does it gross me out and make my skin crawl it makes me feel physically ill hmm. and it makes me feel scared like it 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 triggers terror. Oh my <laughs> god, the mac and cheese, the deep fried mac and cheese. Yeah, I remember I was in ceramics class and this girl made a vase that was instead of just like a solid vase, she like made all these loops out of clay and put them together. So it was like a, a holy vase. Hmm. And I told her, you need to cover that up. Oh my god, <laughs> no way. And my sister has it, my mom has it. Um, the grill on trucks, like when it's all those little holes, yeah. anything like that. And it's huh. apparently, or oh my god, beehives, like honeycomb. Oh yeah. Kill me. Honeycomb Fuck cereal. Ew, 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 I'm literally scratching my leg right now because I'm so grossed out. Um, so it used to be really bad. Like if I would see a picture, I would fixate on that picture for like so long and get like itchy and grossed Mm. out by it. So that's my strange fear. Sorry if any, and it's kind of common if you read up about it. Um, whenever I see a photo that grosses me out on Instagram, I'll go to the comments and some of the first ones will be like, oh, came here for the tripophobia fam. (laughs) And, uh, so it's common. So I'm sorry if I triggered you. Um, I literally, BuzzFeed used to share articles about it. And it would be like, look at these pictures to see if they gross you out. And the pictures would be in the link before I even click on the link. And I commented. I was like, I'm unfollowing you, BuzzFeed. (laughs) This is disgusting. This terrifies me. This is the second time this has happened. (laughs) Stop posting this. It triggers me. That's so crazy. <laughs> it makes me sound so crazy. But it, yeah, it makes me, it just grosses me out. I can't explain why. Hmm. That's very ironic that you fell into a hole. I know, right? Like. But it was just one hole. It's when, it's when yeah, it's multiple oh, okay. it's holes cluster. clustered together that creep me out. <laughs> okay. There's another thing that people probably don't know about me. And yeah, yeah, so I don't like to tell people because then they think it's kind of funny. And I'm like, it's honestly, well, like, I could have nightmares from like a picture of a fucking wow, honeycomb. Okay. <laughs> huh. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm weird. <laughs> I'm just weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quirky. This is one is very niche, so if you cannot think of anyone, because I just, I thought of someone, and then I was like, oh, this is something that people talk about. Is there a character in a movie or on TV that you were made to dislike as a child, but later in life you actually realized that they were badass or that they were the character that you liked? 
This kind of falls into what we were talking about last week. I can't think of my character, but I can think of Miley Cyrus. Mm, yes. And when she got all slutty, quote unquote slutty, everyone was like, mm, "Yeah, she's crazy. Yeah, Just don't like her." And it's like, no, she's actually cool and really smart and has organizations dedicated to queer people. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's very cool. Yeah. That's a good. But one. I can't really think of a character i think lots of people hated hermione because she was like annoying and smart but that never made me hate her that made me love her i love her too yeah what about you i just thought of like shigo from kim possible oh hell like yeah. she was so sexy and badass and like rolled her eyes at the stupid male evil doctor but we were all made to hate her because we were you know cheering for kim she was the villain yeah Yeah. um and the reason i asked was because i've seen so much media about sharpay um yeah and how she was actually the real victim in the situation because she really cared about the musical and then she had it taken away from her by a couple Mm -hmm. of newbies who didn't really even care about it so yeah yeah so i thought that was interesting that is interesting. I'll have to think about that more. Yeah. Um, last question. What is your biggest vegan slip up? Ooh, well, there's been some questionable <laughs> pho that we've eaten. I will say that. You know when you go to a pho place or some a place where the staff maybe doesn't really understand what you're asking? <laughs> And you're like, is this vegan? And they're like, yeah, but you can tell that they don't really know what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got vegetarian pho, but the coating on the tofu was just a little bit too, it was, it was questionable. Um, so we don't go there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you? A couple times on my birthday a couple of years ago, I asked oh. for a tofu rice dish at brown social house and they gave me chicken instead of tofu and i like ate a bunch until i realized and then it was so embarrassing because that was the very first time in many since i had gone vegetarian even that i'd eaten meat yeah so that was probably i was probably like six or seven years in (laughs) and i was eating chicken and i knew the girl who was serving me like we graduated together and (laughs) I had to, like, tell her through, like, teary eyes. I was, I actually cried. I would freak out. Yeah. Uh Yeah. We always get people on the vegan page being like, I accidentally ate meat. What do I do? And it's like, it's going to happen a lot because you can't trust everybody. But the first time is always, like, so scary. So that was very embarrassing, honestly. Yeah. Because I was crying and people at the restaurant knew me. Uh, (laughs) And it was my birthday. What a birthday. But... And then when I was traveling in Europe, I got, it was some kind of burrito that I asked for no meat, no cheese, no sour cream. And I was so focused on making sure there wasn't any cheese or sour cream in there that I didn't realize that there was ground beef in it, like all over it. And I ate, it was a huge burrito and I ate like half of it. And then I realized, and I just stopped eating it. I was like, I'm full at this point i don't need another burrito but i feel horrible now and i broke out in the worst acne of my life the next day it was insane like i had full-on whiteheads and it was just because my body wasn't used to that yeah do you get sick like did it make you ill i did feel queasy but i also couldn't tell if that was like my guilt yeah you're disgusted (laughs) 
Yeah, so that was probably the worst one. Okay, last question. <laughs> what problematic celebrity takes up the most space in your brain? Oh, that's a good one. I don't even know mine. I don't even think about them. This is the thing. I don't really consume them because mm-hmm. I can't stand them. So I don't know, like, problematic things they're doing on the daily. True. I guess Bella Thorne is pretty oh, yeah. up there right now. Like, big yikes. I saw some big thread. This is going to come out a couple weeks from now. But everyone's mad at her because she got an OnlyFans. And she doesn't need an OnlyFans because she's fucking rich. And basically ruined it for people who actually need OnlyFans. They changed all these rules and regulations on OnlyFans. So people will now be making less money because of Bella Thorne. Um, And then I saw this big thread saying that she took advantage of this small jewelry business. I saw this on Twitter. Um, she asked for free jewelry and said she'd give a shout out on her Instagram and this small business jewelry owner made her custom pieces and texted her a million times to do the shout out. Never did and never even wore it. Um, Hmm. you know, spent hundreds of dollars and hours just making this jewelry for her for free and she never did fell through with her deal at Hmm. all. So, and I guess... I don't want to be that person that hates the Kardashians because I'm, I don't know, because I'm definitely that type of person to consume trashy shit like that, but I just hate how they're always promoting, like, detoxes. Yeah. And Ellen's being a fucking asshole these days, too. Ellen (laughs) has lost her frickin' marbles. Like, she's getting (laughs) old, man. She's not funny anymore. It's kind of hilarious, though. Yeah, she's like... And there's so many clips of her being such a bitch, like, on her show. Racist, even. Racist? And I I used to watch Ellen every day when I got home from school in high school. I used to look forward to it. But I remember watching and thinking she'd make silly remarks when they would do, like, when they would have different new segments and they were kind of, like, stupid and silly. She would just stop and be like, well, that was stupid. Yeah. Like, and clearly Ellen didn't write that. Like, someone on her team wrote that. And I was like, that's just so, like, mean yeah. and humiliating. And then, yeah, we saw that racist video of her interviewing a kid with a translator that was very oh i didn't see that oh really i thought that's what you were talking about no she someone put together a bunch of clips of her interviewing sofia vergara over the years and she's made so many cringy comments and sofia is like visibly not wanting to be there like it's really bad about making fun of her accent Yeah. yeah yeah this kid i think he was on for being like a guitar prodigy or something Mm. Um, so Ellen was interviewing him and she had a translator there and Ellen asked him like one question, like, do you like guitar or something really simple? And then the translator starts talking a whole bunch in whatever language this kid spoke. Um, and Ellen interrupts the translator and she goes, I just said one thing. Like it was just one question and everybody laughed. Oh my gosh. And I was like, whoa. Oh my gosh. And I don't know if you've seen that video of the, who was the chick in Fifty Shades of Grey? Dakota. Yeah, he was Dakota. Dakota Johnson. Yeah. Have you seen that video of her on Ellen? Ellen's like, oh, I saw it was your birthday recently. And she's like, yeah. And yes. Ellen's yes. like, why didn't I get an invite to your birthday party? And Dakota Johnson just shuts her down. And she's like, Ellen, I invited you. Stop trying to make a joke out of this. Yeah. I invited you. And I was like, what a bad bitch. She's on my celebrity sex list now. Yeah, she's pretty hot, too. <laughs> oh, 
Holy Ellen. And then I remembered all the times Ellen has been cringy forever. Like, she's always got that condescending vibe mm-hmm. and, like, laughs at people. Then she's, like, dancing yeah. in the aisles and everyone's like, oh my god, Ellen. Be kind to one another. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she is who she is portrayed to be at all. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, the thing with the Kardashians, I was gonna say... I've flip-flopped with Kardashians, and now I'm just done with that whole... It's just billion... Like, eat the rich. Like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. You have everything. Mm -hmm. And Kylie's the first self-made billionaire. She's not self-made. She's grown up in one of the richest families in America, so I don't think that's (laughs) self-made. Like, they can pay people to give them surgery, pay people to give them the right diet, pay people to edit their photos, and it's like... I have one thing, like, I'm fine if you want to look however you want to look, however you want to get there, if it's surgery, if it's exercise, whatever, but they have such a huge platform, and they never use it for good. There's no substance, it's just more selfies and more outfits and getting really toxic for all the little girls who are looking up to them and thinking that all they need to do is have a big ass and big boobs and a tiny waist and... If you wear if you wear Louis, you'll be happy. Like, um, thank you everybody for listening once again. Mm-hmm. If you haven't written a review yet, please go write a review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at the Too Much Podcast. Um, obviously, you can listen on Spotify, Anchor, follow, subscribe, uh, email us at <laughs> the Too Much Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow me and Jess separately on Instagram at Veggie Manny at Jessica underscore Bate. Thank you. you. We'll see you next week. Bye.